Hey everyone, it's Vic and Chloe and you're tuning in to The Hoist on Sin. Joining us next on Sin are a four-piece band from Illawarra, New South Wales. Their music has been described as a powerhouse of Australian rock and roll and their polished raw voices have shown through the Oz music scene. You may have heard them at Falls Fest or Lost Paradise or caught them supporting worldwide names such as the Kooks, the Wombats, and Eliza and the Delusionals. Um, today we are chatting with Andrew from the Vans. Hi, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, thank you. You got a nice setup going. Is this like yeah, a uh, me and my housemate, we share a bit of a studio room kind of thing going. It's good. Sweet, nice. And, well, did you kind of just want to begin by um, telling us a little bit about how the vans came to be and how you all met yeah um so we're all from uh the gong we've all kind of born and bred between Wollongong and Jervis Bay um and funnily enough the vans as it is now uh never started like none of us are really original members other than Jim um but we all used to play together in different in different bands and support each other and support the vans at some points. Um, and as we all, like while we were in high school, and as we all kind of kept growing up, some of us didn't really grow up. And then we all, it kind of condensed and people got real jobs. And now I guess what's left is of our little crew of Wollongong scene is, that's still here, is the vans today. So we're kind of, yeah, we're all just high school friends and We've all been playing together for years and now we finally, finally ended up in the four-piece that is us and then there's a couple other mates. That's about it. Sweet. Unreal. Yeah. And it's been quite an exciting time for you guys. Um, congratulations with the release of your album, Last of Your Kind. Do you want to give us a little rundown of how like the album came about and like how it feels to have the album like out in the world now? Yeah, I mean, having having the album out now is it's always exciting. I guess most artists would say once their their little project is out, it's it's almost like a weight off, and it's really exciting to see good feedback that what we're seeing. Um, you know, it took about two two years to make in roughly around COVID and all that stuff as well. Like we used to live down the road from each other, and we couldn't even you know, hang out and write music. And we're not really guys that can jump on a Zoom call and do those Zoom sessions. And we all, we kind of thrive like in a room. And I guess that's the whole concept of the album that the four of us decided to make was just like something's really awesome in this room where the four of us are. Um, as long as we can capture that and sell out to people, I think it's going to engage well. Um, and so that's the, every, like a lot of questions we get is what's the thematic idea behind the album? What inspired this? What inspired that? And I think every answer is just the four of us. Like we all inspired each other. And that's what you're hearing as well. Is it's just like, this is just the four of us in the room together live. It's going to sound the same when you come to a show kind of thing. That's the point we're trying to get across. So, yeah. Yeah, unreal. And, like, do you want to give us a rundown of, like, how the process for the album, like, played out a little bit? Uh, the process, yeah. I mean, each song was a little bit different. Um, I guess if you're talking writing terms, um, you know, Jim and Cam, uh, they always come to the table with some pretty strong ideas, um, but they never come with something polished and because they want 
like I guess we all want it to be polished by the four of us and I guess that's the quick easy process is just someone comes with an idea into a room and it sounds a bit stock but we just work on it until we're happy with it and there's a bunch of stuff on the cutting room floor like it's just always constant new ideas and then we see what happens and I guess these 12 songs is what what came out of it yeah so it was good over over the course of two years yeah. Yeah. Many songs like off the last album that were kind of never put into the last album that you recycled and used in this new album? Um, there was a few times we I guess uh dug up a few of the old things and tried to see if we could like them again or find new life. Um but no, nothing actually nothing stuck we kind of were like well this this it's got buried for a reason so it's staying buried right now but who knows maybe you know next couple months we'll try and dig it out again there's a few songs i'm a little bit like i would like to pull this out um but we'll see see how the time will tell you know yeah unreal and do you guys have a favorite track on the album that you like to play um, I think we all have very different opinions on what our favourite songs are. Um, and definitely mine changes maybe like once every three days, especially when we first came out and we were listening to it, or first got it done, sorry, um, and we were listening to it for like mix notes and trying to send that stuff back to our producer and then trying to talk to each other, being like, oh, I think this is this sounds good and Jim would be like, there's so much reverb on my vocals or there's not enough. And I'd be like, nah, dude, it's it's sweet. I think in that process of listening to the album so, so many times, um, each song was my favourite song at least twice. And it's still kind of rotating. So, um, But at the moment on release week, I think my favourite song is Thinking About The Nights. I really, really like, I like playing that song. It's probably one of the most simple songs for me. Um, and it's kind of nice to relax on while we're playing it live, and it feels really good. And this is your second album. Yes. Uh, your last album, Through the Walls, um, was also just as incredible. But did you kind of have any, I guess, hesitancies with releasing the second album? You did your debut, and was there any kind of, like, fears that came about with releasing the next one? No, I think the um, the biggest fears about releasing this one was um, all the, you know, stress and drama that goes around a release. Like, will yeah. it be easier this time? Like, we've done it once and that was chaos, you know, organising, kind of doing all your promo campaigning and then releasing it and hoping you get good feedback. Like, it was all our hearts were racing, you know, back then in, what, 2019? And then we were just hoping it would be easier this time. And I think it was. Um, it was definitely more exciting. But there was no nothing, no hesitations on anything on this album. I think we were all really keen to just keep going. It's like, let's get an album out. Like, let's just keep writing. Any chance we got to go into the studio with Chris to get it done, we kept calling him being like, because he's a pretty busy producer um, and lucky. We're lucky to call him a close friend as well. We just kept calling him like, you free? When are you free? We want to, we want to get it done. Like we didn't have a, didn't have a schedule. So we're more excited than hesitant for anything on this album, I think. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to the album 
and there was definitely like a dynamic, like changing the dynamics in the song. So like I was listening to Eva, I think it's called Eva, which is um one of the earlier ones on the track, and it was almost giving like Kings of Leon energy. I kind of felt when listening to it, but then like one of the last tracks, Collide, it was more like a slower, like uh, calmer tempo, I'd say. Um, do you think like the album gives like takes you on like a musical journey? Um, yeah, I think there was part of, you know, there's always part of that in any kind of album, but I think we really wanted to um, highlight each kind of musical voice that we all had. So like all those influences that you're kind of referencing are very strong and reminiscent to like who we listened to growing up, who we still listen to. Um, like I know Kings of Leon is one of Jim's favourite bands and like all four of us went to their recent show in Sydney together and like you know we kind of went and did the punting thing out there and so yeah I guess when you're hearing like different dynamics and stuff I think it's us just trying to pay um like homage is, is that the right way to say it um to our you know favorite bands I think so clearly you're hearing that so we must be doing something right yeah so yeah and like adding on to that were there any other artists that you were listening to like during the creation of the album uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, for us, we really, we kept on going back to um, Bon Iver and um, and our cover that we did for Like a Version a couple of years ago as well, um, when we were talking about, you know, how like the sonic movement of the album, we're kind of like, this is a really good representation of what we want to sound like. Um, so even though I guess we're not a very Bon esque band, um, if you're doing a comparison, we were listening to a lot of Bonnevere's songwriting, I would say, collectively. Um, you know, for me personally, I was listening to a lot of 1975 um, for the drums. And then I was listening to heaps of Iron Maiden for ages. So but that doesn't really come across, I think. So there's a lot of, there's quite a few similar similarities that you'll hear. And then, I don't know, Cam will probably go rogue and tell you something about he was listening to Neil Young for like four months of the record you know which is a bit more prominent in there than my Iron Maiden reference but it's still there yeah sweet and I guess you guys are quite well known for your live show and as you said um working in the studio (laughs) um you really like to incorporate that live element um I guess what has been like a standout gig for you that you guys have played in the most recent times? Um, I think Falls Festival, uh, Byron Bay. That that was, um, you know, that was, I think, our third show on the New Year's run. Um, We'd just done Melbourne and Lost Paradise. And so we're all kind of a little bit dusty. It was New Year's Day. And so, of course, we're a little bit dusty. And it was just huge. It was um, this kind of energy that we always talk about and what what energy we all kind of hope for at every gig. Um, the crowd, just as soon as we walked on, was just hyped, pumped. On a New Year's Day, though, we were expecting like a little bit of a lull. It's like, I get it. Everyone's gone and done their New Year's Eve thing. But at three o'clock on, on the first was just incredible, I think. We all still talk about that gig. And like I played it in Burks, which is insane jim climbed the scaffolding and so did 
a bunch of other people. Like it was just chaos, controlled, almost controlled, and fun chaos. Um, and I get, yeah, it just that's something I think about most, still a lot now. And it's what May, almost June. So, so yeah, of recent times, I think that was that's one of the more memorable ones. Yeah, unreal. And speaking of gigs, I saw you play at Greville Records on Friday. Um, yeah. And I think you guys were saying it was like the first time performing the album because it came out that day, but also like in a more intimate kind of space rather than like a music venue. How were like the responses from the audience and did you feel like any difference um, in performing in like a record shop compared to like a music venue? Uh, yeah, I mean, personally, the the intimacy of that, like I'm used to a big drum kit and the boys up in front of me and a huge depth of stage. Um, so I have my little safe space up back. Um, and the intimacy of that was really quite confronting. Um, and then kind of coming to the terms of like, oh, people are here to see us. like, And they're that close, like for such a long period of time. It was I was so super intimidated and scared and like shaking in my boots a little bit. Um, but it was also cool because we definitely came into those those shows, um, like the the record show, super unprepared. Um, probably not the smartest thing to say in an interview, but we were, yeah, we kind of just ran it once or twice. I'm like, yeah, we'll be sweet, we'll be sweet. And then it was really scary, but we seemed to pull it off and it seemed to go really well. So kind of made me realize how proud of our musicianship I am like and the connection I have with the other three guys and it kind of it seemed seamless um so yeah um and I've been really enjoying it like we did that gig and then we did Wollongong in Sydney the following days after that and it's only getting better and real fun so yeah um intimidating but I'm keen to keep them keep doing those kind of gigs on yeah, top you, of the fun yeah. Show yeah, well, you were all fantastic, without doubt. Um, you. Do you have any more plans for 2023? Are we still got more gigs coming up? Um, yeah, so um, after this interview, we're off to Brisbane to finish off the, the launch tour, the intimate celebration show tour, whatever we've called it. Um. And then we're heading, we're doing some shows in New Zealand in June. And then we're going to be playing at Splendor, which is going to be great. Um, and hopefully we can um we can be talking about some dates at the end of the year soon, is is what's on my radar for some other shows. But yes, there's definitely going to be more more gigs coming throughout 2023. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It's been lovely. No, anytime. Thank you.